taste it. Hey, what's on your plate? Is it good? Is it great? Come on, don't hesitate. Sit on down with the Unbuja food aid. When you're cooking at home, wanna set the right tone? Just pick up the phone. Sit down down with the Unbuja food aid. telling you you all I I have no idea what is happening this morning oh my goodness um I it is really pandemonium okay so first off let me first apologize um we have been having some technical difficulty in the studio um oh my goodness Oops. okay all right, so once again, let's try this. I don't know <laughs> for the whoever knows how many times. Composure, composure. First off, thank you to our wonderful station manager for helping me out <laughs> in solving some issues. But first and foremost, let me uh, thank you for joining me uh, this morning on the Unbuji Foodie. I have a special guest here in the booth, uh, at, in the station with me, Chef Lachelle Cunningham. And amidst all of this craziness that is happening, we really do have some exciting news that she, I will allow her to share. But if you're not familiar, which, you know, if you are in the Twin Cities, you know who Chef Lachelle Cunningham is. But I will let her tell you more about herself, what she does, and uh, then we'll go into our whole interview that we had planned. Man, I'm telling you, now I'm flustered. Okay. Go ahead, Chef Lachelle. All right, let me, let me, let me take over. Let, let's all, we're going to saw it out. We're going to, look, you got some sage we can burn up in here or something? I don't know. <laughs> hey, everybody, I'm so excited to be on with you. I hope I'm not yelling because I'm super excited. <laughs> um, so I'm Chef Lachelle, like Wesley said, and hopefully some of you know me. But for those of you who don't, I am a local chef in the Twin Cities. I uh, kind of started out my food career as a caterer, started my own business called Shell's Kitchen LLC back in 2012, 13. And then um, while I was doing that, I actually simultaneously went to culinary school and did a bunch of other ventures in chefing. And at the end of that, I ended up meeting Appetite for Change and ended up helping them build Breaking Bread Cafe. So some of you probably know me from there or have eaten there. Um, and so that is where I was at for about three years until early this year in the spring in 2018. I, or I'm sorry, last year, it's now 2019, sorry about that. 
Um, and so last year in April, I, it's coming up on a year that I uh, stepped out on my own and relaunched Shell's Kitchen, as well as some other aspects to my business that include cooking classes, as well as training for uh, food entrepreneurs. And so I do a lot of work there. Um, that's like the quick and dirty version. There's like a whole long drawn out story about it, but I won't get into that just yet because we will have plenty of time for that. So yeah, here I am. <laughs> Thank you so much. I'm telling you, we're, we, we're going to make this work. Right. We're working with one mic right, right. now, <laughs> but, but we're going to make it happen anyway. Um, oh gosh! Thank you again so much for for tuning in. Um, I will say I will encourage anyone that has maybe a question, comments um, regarding the show, or would just like to you know share maybe even a personal experience that they had with maybe Chef Lachelle eating at maybe a pop up or something like that. Please feel free to give us a call here at the radio station. It is six five one two zero zero three four seven nine. Once again, 651-200-3479. We're going to make it work. We are So phone call, whatever. We are going to make this work. Um, but let me also uh, invite you to visit you know, my social media, which is The Umbuji Foodie on Facebook. Um, then if you're interested in definitely seeing a number of photos and so forth of places that I've gone and just really want to kind of like drool over some food. Yeah. Uh, please visit my Instagram, which is the underscore unbougie foodie. And then of course I do have Twitter, uh, which is at unbougie foodie. Uh, or you could also visit my face, uh, my personal page, which is www.theunbougiefoodie.com. Um, you get to see, um, you know, articles or read articles that I've written. Um, there are photos also of um, dishes, cuisines, and so forth that I've enjoyed, um, but also past uh, um, uh, episodes uh, as well of the Anbuji Foodie, just to get you caught up in everything. Um, but importantly, call in. <laughs> call <laughs> we, we, yes, call us, call us. So I, I want to, my first question, I know um, we were just talking to a, a gentleman out there, uh, and I was just telling him, um, out in our lobby I was just telling him uh, that you are a chef that does plant-based um, I know you it's it's a lot more than that too can you kind of like go into detail and these are probably questions that we've talked probably talked about and discussed but I think it's it's great to refresh the minds and memories of um, audience listeners um, just so that they could once again get familiar or re-acclimate themselves to what you do, the type of cuisine and everything that you offer. So if you could share that with us. I would love to. So, um, you know, I started out as um, a chef when I, you know, first actually didn't consider myself a chef when I first started cooking for a long time. But um, I started out and I wanted to really just cook everything I possibly could. And I didn't want to be like pigeonholed into some corner of what I could do and so I kind of created this uh this idea it's called um globally inspired comfort food and that is really what I brought to breaking bread so that was really like kind of more of a base in what you know I grew up eating kind of more soul food centered and then expanding out doing a lot of fusion with other kind of global cuisines from all over the world from African to Asian Europe and Latin and all kinds of cuisines and so you'll see some of that or you ha would have seen some of that reflected on 
um, the menu at Breaking Bread and then a lot of my current menus for catering and different events that I do. Um, it's definitely, you know, the style and the flavor profile is, is, is definitely kind of exciting and, and always trying to not only just incorporate like that global flair, but also just different, um, you know, keeping food approachable, but like also bringing in new ingredients that people might not be used to or different techniques and things like that. So that's like the base of my flavor profile and kind of what, you know, where I, what my go-to is when I cook. But as far as like the plant-based piece, that is really like how I cook for myself. And um, I do catering for people, all kinds of different foods, whatever they want, but I push really like a, a plant-based um, uh, menu and, and recipes. Now, I say plant-based and a lot of people, you know, say might, may, might say vegan or vegetarian or whatever. I like to use plant-based and it's kind of a buzzword right now. And, uh, but I like it because it, I feel like it doesn't pigeonhole us into like, whenever you use the word vegan or vegetarian, then people start uh, like judging or drawing all these conclusions or holding you to these standards. And, t you know, it's just, it becomes like super controversial. And it's also, I think it's just kind of divisive when we start, um, you know, it, it gets, I don't know why these food situations and what people eat are so controversial to other people, you right. know? And so, um, the plant-based thing is, is, is why I use that. But really I'm just, what I really like to focus on when I talk about the food that I really love to create is around nutritional healing and that's around how can we actually use food to heal our bodies what what is in the food that 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 we can use our knowledge of to you know uh, make ourselves feel better in different ways now food touches every parts of our lives you know it's it's just a part of kind of our day-to-day -day, but it's also like there's some ritualistic pieces to it there's spiritual pieces there's social aspects there's you know it brings people together it's kind of like that equalizer right and so um, I always want to use that as a base of food bringing people together regardless of it's plant-based or you know not and so um and really nutritional healing is about, you know, it's, it's really connected to our lifestyles, right? Because what we eat is really a determining factor, uh, one major determining factor in our health, right? There's other factors, you know, what we do, what our lifestyle is like, do we work out, do we smoke, do we, uh, you know, what are we doing, what types of foods are we eating? And so this is what I, you know, really get passionate about in my cooking nowadays. And so when I'm creating something in the kitchen, I'm always trying to figure out, first of all, you know, how do you build flavors, right? And for me, it usually will start with some onion and garlic in the pan, right? But I mean, that's how I build a flavors for a lot of, of things that I cook, right? But I do a lot of raw quote-unquote cooking as well and so there's some other aspects to how you build flavor and knowing different flavor profiles and so um you know it's it's fun I love to explore I love to try new things and honestly since I've been focusing on the plant-based my like types of meals and what I eat has expanded way further than it ever did and a lot of people think oh you're plant-based oh you're vegan you don't you you can't eat anything you know what I mean and so and I also don't 
you know, I'm a chef and I'm a culinary instructor. So there are times when I have to taste things that I don't eat, you know, and so, and I don't like beat myself up or it's not like, oh, you ate that. Now you're going to, you know, so. That's something, I'm sorry to get a Yeah, yeah. That's something that I've actually always wondered about. I mean, um, what do, you're a chef and you're doing that. It's like, what's your feeling after that? Because <laughs> that's the only way that you are actually going to be able to, say if something tastes good is the flavor profile that you want it to and that other people are going to say yeah this i enjoyed this right absolutely well you know and my mom actually taught me this uh smell or i'm sorry taste is about 80 percent or so about your smell there's it's about aroma you know what i mean and so i actually use that a lot in the kitchen too like the way something smells like if my students are in there and they're like can you come and taste this um, I'll smell it first. I do that with all food. I think maybe some people think it's weird, but I smell the food because I want to, you know, know before I and put it into my body, like, is it going to be acceptable to, you know, the senses? And then, you know, um, and then my students, when they come uh, or when they, when they come to me and ask me to taste this dish, I ask them every time, have you tasted it? And if you have, haven't, then why not? You know what I mean? And if you have, like, does it taste good to you? Because if it doesn't, then don't have me taste it and do the work. I want you to do the work. And that's for everybody, you know what I mean? Because different people may like salt, not like salt, and those types of things. And so, you know, but it's as far as, like, certain foods, like, I don't really like to eat pork is, you know, I'll, I'll try not to eat that as much, even though like, don't get me wrong. I like bacon and stuff like that, but I don't want to eat it because it's not good for you. You know what I'm saying? So, but it is, it is um, kind of tempting, you know, from time to time. I'm sorry. You don't have, to, don't worry. I won't feel any kind of way if you, I won't say you're ju- judging me or anything like that. Cause I, I love it. <laughs> I mean, there are just so many different things. Of course, bacon, but then, I'm sorry, I think of my father's um, pork roast. Wow, I mean, I'm sorry, it's, listen, you have, I, I've talked about this, they mentioned it on the show before, literally, there will be family members that I have not seen for, I'd say, a five, six years or something like that, they hear about my father making a pork roast, and they're like, what? what? All of a sudden, they pop up out of nowhere. You're like, we haven't seen you forever. Where where you been? All of a sudden, somebody makes something, and you're like, I'm there. Really? Anyway, so I'm sorry. I digress. I did not mean to jump on something else. But anyway, um, when... Tell us about your... The culinary... uh, The culinary I'm teaching, is that something within the past, like, a few months that you've kind of... That you grown even further in because I know when I when we first met and we were um you were visited the show um that was something that you I think had started or you were working towards that yes exactly please can you go a little bit more into that please absolutely absolutely um well what's interesting about the whole teaching thing is that I started um, teaching right away when I went to culinary school because um, it was a way I had I had an opportunity that came along where I could teach classes through community ed 
like pretty much right when I started. And so it was cool because I would just like kind of regurgitate what I had learned in culinary school and brought it to those classes. And those were for home cooks, they weren't culinary students. So, you know, the skill level was varied and it was less pressure than like trying to be, you know, in, in the culinary school scene. So that's really where I got my first kind of start teaching and learning, you know, how to interact with students and like, you know, what my teaching style is and, you know, how I was going to do that. And I, I really just mirrored what I learned in culinary school, the way that the teachers set up the class. That's how I set my classes up. So, and then, um, you know, some of the, even the, the information, I didn't go in depth as much, but I created like content so that, you know, at the beginning of my classes, I would talk and teach about, mostly it was around soul food history, uh, nutritional healing came into it and then social justice was an aspect especially with my work through when I was at Appetite for Change and it's still um, something that I, I continue to to work on and with and so um, I learned a lot there and then I continued that Appetite for Change and working at Breaking Bread I did a lot of training with staff and had to conduct a lot of meetings and Funny enough, even in a pre up in the super way back in the day, I used to actually sell party light candles. But when I did, it required me to like speak in front of people and like, you know, uh, give a presentation. And so that kind of, and the more I did that, the more, the better I got at it, the more comfortable I got speaking in front of people. And so all of that, just everything in my whole career of every, all the experiences, you know accumulating up to getting this opportunity to teach at culinary school and kind of coming in like okay i'm a culinary instructor now like i you know uh, i gotta read the book like with them you know while we're <laughs> no i mean so but it was actually really fulfilling it was a lot i wouldn't say it was easier than i thought it was but I guess it was a welcome challenge and it wasn't like anything that was overwhelmingly hard. I think it was more like a lot of time that, you know, you put into it because I have the class itself. It's like a six hour class plus prepping for the class and all that stuff. And so, and then just really like, I had other instructors that kind of gave me their, some of their, some resources and tools to kind of help me um, as I got, you know, started the classes. And then as I got comfortable, I would kind of tweak that and, and, and customize it to me and my style. And, you know, before I was a chef, I mean, some people may know this, but I was an executive assistant for many years. So I have like this kind of office organizational way. And so I actually created agendas <laughs> for every class. So, um, you know, you might have some sort of sheet that your your teacher might create for the class. I don't know, everybody, well, I have the syllabus, but for each class, I would create an agenda for the day. And it would be like, okay, this is what we're gonna do. A time, you know, a timeline of what was gonna happen in the class. And then like our menu that we were gonna create and any other topics and tasks that we needed to take care of. So it kind of kept us all together, but it was an agenda, you know, it is kind of like, okay. And no one else was doing that, but it was my way of, of, you know, um, working the way that, you know, works for me. And so I think it, it, it worked well. And, and the, and I had an amazing group of students, my first, uh, semester, like I really couldn't have asked for a better group of students. They were <laughs> funny enough. They ended up calling themselves the sloths because 
I ended up uh they were they were good they had varying skill levels but they kind of moved at their own pace so one day they were like cleaning up and I had goals like we gonna get done by this time so that we can get our lecture on right and they would just they would be in there just wiping like so slow so I picked pulled out my phone and started recording them just and then they were like oh god what is happening you know so then we get up to the lecture I put their video up on the screen and played them to themselves and then I played them a clip from Zootopia the sloth scene where the sloth is like <laughs> and one of my students she was like the one who was like super highly skilled had been in the industry for years she had to leave the room because she was laughing so hard so it was funny but you know it was a moment for me to connect with them but in a, in a teaching way and then like it was an endearing thing and they started referring to themselves as the sloths and at the end of the semester they gave me a full 12 month calendar of sloths and they signed it and it was sweet you know and they were they were I, I, I love them they were they were um they were dear to my heart and they you know it just it was there were challenges there were people that I you know there were things that we had to work through and and things that they were learning and and it was it was inspiring for me to kind of see them go from in the beginning and then by the end like they were one of the other instructors came up to me and said you actually prepared them for working in a restaurant which is what they're going to do in the next semester and so um so I felt really great about that. It's just, it's been a re really great uh, growing experience. I'm getting ready to start the next semester. It actually starts on Monday. I've had a month off. It's been, not off, but off from teaching because I love to fill my schedule with busy work. But she does, she does, she does. <laughs> but um, starting back on Monday with a new group and this um, I actually got to have a little teaser with them for three weeks in the last semester, so I worked with them, so I know my new students, um, so most of them anyway, and they're a strong group. I'm excited to, to get back in with them and, and, and really like go this next round and kind of refine what, what I did last semester and kind of learn and grow and, and also like continue to challenge myself and and you know how I can be a better teacher to them and then continue to like challenge them I feel like the first semester also might have got it a little bit easier than the upcoming students because I was new and I was getting my bearing straight but um, it's, it's exciting and if you are interested in culinary school you should really check out St. Paul College I don't know I probably shouldn't have said that huh I should say I'm sorry I'll retract that Go to the St. Paul, or no, I shouldn't say that either. Can I say check out the St. Paul College website? Can I say that? Visit, okay, I'm sorry. Visit the St. Paul College website. It's uh, stpaul.edu. You can learn about all the great programs that they have. The culinary program is awesome. So if you have time, check that out. And yes. I'm learning. <laughs> She's funny. But at the same time, just know that she is um she, uh, she's lays down the hammer i was gonna say another word or another phrase but i think <laughs> she lays down the hammer is definitely a bit it's a better way <laughs> to actually to get you understand what i'm saying you know she's she's a, when she's about her business she's about her business and she wants if you're gonna take a class as a student, and I'm not even a student. I just know from being around her, her work ethic and everything, she's about her business, y'all. So be prepared. She's no joke. <laughs> okay, so um, before we go get into the exciting news and everything, 
Um, you have not been on the show since, uh, oh God, for a while. But um, we had a recent experience together. Yes. <laughs> Can we talk about that? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I'm talking about our destiny with Ludfisk. <laughs> Yeah, that was an experience, wasn't it? Oh, my God. Oh, my God. You all, you know, Ludafisk, I know there's people that would shun us and tell us never why. What, what, what would what would cause you to do Yeah, why would you do that? Exactly. You know, um, it actually all spawned from another radio show. I was on NPR. And it was election day, and we were talking about food and trying to get off the politics spin. And um, someone called in talking about lutefisk as like this comfort food. And the host was like, "Oh, why would you ever eat that?" And and you know, it was a whole conversation on the radio. Well, a friend of mine who actually went on this Boundary Waters trip a couple years ago it was like a whole docu series on the Boundary Waters and chefs going up there. You can find it. It's called. Uh, fish out of water or something like that but anyway one of uh one of uh the producers for the show um you know we keep up with each other and he inboxed me and he's like oh yeah lutefisk huh well there's a lutefisk dinner coming up for the holidays in december and um a friend of mine and i'm i'm not dropping any names right now because i'm bad with names i might forget someone's name right but his friend gary um so my friend's name is mark and his friend gary uh, wrote like two books on Ludafisk and Lefsa. Uh, oh. Yeah, he was like the 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 go to guru yeah. authority on Ludafisk, and so we all went. Myself, Wesley, and my my business partner Brooklyn. We all went, met up with Mark and Gary, and we went at, to the Lutheran Church yes. over off of Fiftieth and. Right some Upton or whatever it was a, the Lutheran it's a big giant Lutheran church over on 50th so we go over there and now mind you it's not very diverse not. at all like I don't know if I we were the only uh, people of color go ahead there were three of us <laughs> and that's it I'm not even trying to pretend. I mean I know that when folks saw us walk in there they were like yeah. They're in the wrong place. Right. <laughs> and they kept asking us, oh, is this your first time? Like, they knew it was our first time, right? And now everyone was really nice. Like, there was no weird no. nothing. But everyone was nice. Um, and it was packed. I think they beat 1,500 people at that Lutefist dinner. Like, people were throwing down. People were making, like, Lutefist tacos <laughs> out of the left sub bread and, like, throwing everything on there. They had, what did they have? They had the lefsa, they had beets, they had cabbage, and they had that Swedish meatballs, and that rutabaga. The rutabaga. Yeah, that was that was interesting. It has like a cruciferous-y type of flavor to it. You know what I mean? Like that kind of Brussels sprouty, funky, not like, yeah, kind of like that funk that you get off of like cauliflower you yes, know what I'm talking about exactly. but it's like you know it's not bad or anything but it's just has, it's like earthy it's super kind of like just earthy and kind of pungent yes. you know what I mean and um so they had that um and then they had some dessert what was it the rice, rice pudding, pudding with lingonberry, with lingonberry sauce. sauce yes that was actually really good yeah. so we ate 
Now, the interesting thing was I saw everybody at our table piling the salt onto our dish. Cause, and now you got to realize there's like most of the population that was there was like older elders, elder people in the, in the, in the Lutheran community, right? And so um, I'm sure that's why there was like probably really low, low to no salt in any of the food. So we did have to season it up a little bit, and we did. I finished most of my plate. Now, let's talk about this lutefisk. <laughs> now, when you're eating the lutefisk and you're having the experience, it's actually not as bad I, for me. Like, everybody has a different experience. It wasn't as bad as I thought it was going to be. It's definitely, like, gelatinous. It's almost like a gelatinish type of fish. Yes. It's, like, super gelatinous, and then it has, like, a... It has some other type of texture, like a sinewy, I don't know. It was another texture that was like almost skin-like. Yes. It was the skin. That's what it was. But because of the But it, was, had, it had broken down, but it yeah. was still, it almost was like snake skinny-like. That's the best way that I can. Like, you know, when a snake sheds its skin, it kind of like reminded me of that. But anyway, I'm sorry. Is that bad? <laughs> she going nasty on that, y'all. <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm sorry. I mean, it uh, am I not making this appetizing no. thing? I didn't know hey. if I was supposed to be. Yeah. I'm just keeping it real here, right? She is. So we ate it, um, and it was an experience. That's that's, and I don't, I won't, I won't do that again. I will not eat lutefisk again. Will you be eating lutefisk again? <laughs> well. Well, you ate some. No, 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 no. I was just trying to think: is there a possible way for me to make lutefisk taste better? Uh, you know. Maybe I'll have to eat lutefisk alone by myself, and then I'll try some things. But yeah, first and foremost, there will be salt. <laughs> there will be <laughs> there will be salt, and there will be pepper. I might have to add some, I don't know, some uh, some seafood seasoning or something like that, or come up with <laughs> old bay. Oh yes, old, old bay. bay exactly. May, so I'm not saying I will. N I, I say never say never. Because, you know, there'll be that time when somebody's going to be, oh, here you go. I wanted you to try this. And I, what it happens to be, lutefisk. And I'm not saying that it's it's horrible and it's not, can't be tasty. But uh, no, not that. that no, it, it that wasn't, wasn't it. it. That wasn't doing it. Okay, so just so you guys know, lutefisk, I just looked it up real quick. And this is wiki, but hey. It's a uh, um, northern. It's from the northern parts of central Norway, Sweden, Finland. It's like this nor the Nordic country. So it's a Nordic dish, and um, and you know it's made from aged stockfish or dried salted white fish and lye. It is gelatinous in texture, and its name literally means lye fish. Now, the lye was used as a preservative, and this was like, I'm sure, because, you know, they, that's, they had to do what they had to do to survive. Like, this is a survival food, right? So, and so I believe that's what a lot of the tradition is about. Now, there's another piece of the tradition, though, that they had those sweaters on. Yes, that was, I thought, was really interesting. Yeah, there was these, they, and it was like a Norwegian. thing. Like, these Norwegian sweaters, and they're like, 
maybe could some of them could have made it into the ugly sweater competition but then some of them were cool and nice and they have these like claspy buttons on them and i don't know all the history and the details behind it but i believe it's very much a part of the culture these sweaters um there's some other little like cultural customs that go along with the dinner as well the design yep Mm -hmm. Uh, so what she was uh, to add to what she was talking about too is that those sweaters they're very specific to each like region um, because I think it was Gary and um, Mark. Mark was uh, explaining that, yeah, certain colors represent certain regions. And even some of the designs, you could kind of tell, people are able to say, oh yeah, they're from, they just look at that person. They don't even know that person. They're like, oh no, that color is the region of such and such, or they're from you know, open in the northern part or something like that, which I just thought was just really, really fascinating. I'm like, how could you tell? And then to add each those class, even though they were they all seemed the same, there were some that have some different variations. Some sweaters had more clasps than others. Others maybe had just clasps on one portion of it. So all of the those um, different variations of it represent the different. Um, uh, regions and they were wool, a- and they were right. wool. very warm I mean, yeah I, I gotta hand it I to them I really was okay so, so I, might need to get, I might need to get me one of them you know Norwegian sweaters so Mark you know if you're listening <laughs> hook a sister stay warm it's Minnesota <laughs> she's, so, she's so funny okay so we got past the little fits now I, like I said I'm gonna get into the exciting part um, and I think I'm going to let her, Mrs. Shell, explain and everything. But uh, I know that I'm excited because she's going to become part of the family. She's going to become part of the family. <laughs> so I'll, I'll let her explain what that is and how it involves us. Yes. and Or just, I'll just say W-E-Q-Y when I mean us and everything. But, you know, family-wise anyway. Don't get it twisted. Wesley is very much entrenched and involved in this. I need him. Okay? We need each other. So, drum roll. Okay, so the big announcement is that I'm starting my own radio show, guys. (laughs) It's going to be awesome. And you're going to be able to catch me right here on WEQI 104.7, okay, right after Wesley's show. So you're going to get, and Wesley's actually going to be on, you know, he's going to be my co-host. So we're going to cross-collaborate. I'm probably pop up on him sometimes. He's going to pop up on me. He's going to be, well, actually, he's not going to pop up. He's going to be a fixture, okay? And so you'll get a double dose of Wesley on Saturday mornings. You'll get a dose of me, some spurts of awesomeness in there, a little magic here and there. You know, we're going we gonna to work it out. Y'all, got it going on. <laughs> and so the name of my radio show is going to be called the Healthy Roots Radio Show, okay? Healthy Roots Radio for short. And Sunday, uh, Saturdays at 11 a.m. again here on WEQY. And just to, as we, I know we got a few minutes left, so I just want to talk a little bit about what the show is going to be about, right? So, and I took some notes because, you know, it's a lot. So really what this is about is, uh, this actually has been an opportunity. Um, Glow, the, the, the station manager here, has um, invited me on to, to get a show on here for over a year now. It might even be close to two years, okay? And I just, you know, I, I actually put in a lot of work. I had, like, put a whole plan together and all of this stuff. And then um, it just, you know, it took time to kind of 
pull it together. And so finally, I'm getting it going. It's starting next Saturday. Okay, so that's Saturday the 19th at 11 a.m. You will hear me on here um, at that time. And basically what this radio show is, is really a spinoff from my concept, which is called the Healthy Ritz Institute. And I won't get too much into that because the show will really delve into a lot of the pieces of what it is. And really this is a platform that's centered on food and just really exploring, you know, topics that are related, but the foundational piece is food, right? And then there's a lot that kind of branch out, branches off from there. I'll be exploring topics in health, business, education, culture, community, and ultimately healing. This is for me, um, really my big, um, you know, my big kind of kind of soapbox issue is around healing and how we heal, right? And, and what I, my kind of mantra in, in my, when I uh, talk about the Healthy Roots Institute is around healing through the love of food, the art of food, and the business of food. And so the art of, the love of food is really centered around like lifestyle, nutrition, you know, probably even we'll talk about some food history and social justice, life hacks, you know, that type of stuff and how, you know, the love of food brings us together and all these different um, parts of our culture and life, right? And really the nutritional healing piece fits in there. And then the art of food is really around like artistic expression, um, food, culture, how food and culture collide, and maybe a little food science talk in there from time to time. So um, that's that. And then the business of food piece is really around the entrepreneurship, um, specifically related to food businesses in the area, but not just food, health, as well as lifestyle businesses. And so my, um, my plan or intention is to really highlight local businesses, talk about, you know, entrepreneurship and food and health and, and all of those things that I spoke about. So, and, you know, from time to time, I'm not really a political person per se, but there may be some political talk here and there, just, you know, about what's current, currently going on in our, in our world and society and culture and whatnot. Um, but ultimately, like, this is a platform, and the platform is not just for me. This is a platform for many voices, and so I want to be able to interact with and engage with the community. I want to be able to, you know, take call-in, live call-ins, do interviewing, do some text, email, web, um, you know, questions and things like that. I want to be super interactive, and I really... You know, ultimately, I want, when people listen to the Healthy Roots Radio, I want them to walk away with more information and knowledge and be more empowered than they were when they first um, started, right? When they, before they tuned in. And then I want people, you know, I want us to be inspired, inspired to help and heal ourselves, our families, and our communities. And so this is really what, you know, I want to bring through the Healthy Roots Radio. And, um... This is just the beginning, right? And so we have so much awesome and exciting stuff coming. Uh, next week's show, I will really just be kind of, it'll be kind of like overview, what's the show gonna be about, getting into some of the topics and stuff like that. And that's the Saturday before Martin Luther King Jr. Day. And so I'll probably be touching on some of that stuff and we can get into that. There's um, actually some cool stuff going on and I know we only have a couple minutes left, so I do wanna um, plug a couple of things before we go, right? So all that's happening, of course, plug in the show, Healthy Roots Radio, Saturdays at 11 a.m. here on WEQY 104.1. I sound 
sound like a radio person. One, what did I say? 1.4. Did I? Oops, oopsie. I, I, I was going way too hard right there. 104.7 WEQY. Trying to get my radio voice on, okay? Um, so. Uh, also, so tune in Saturdays to that, and then there's some upcoming stuff. So like I said, I'm starting the new semester at St. Paul College on Monday. So you can, um, we have, we actually offer a meal service there on Tuesday through Thursday of the week at St. Paul College in the cafeteria. If you're ever interested, it's, um, we offer some really great stuff that's made by the students. It's all made from scratch and you know I'm at the helm, so you know it's gonna be delicious, right? And for those of you who know me, you probably seen my pictures and drooled a little bit. So, you know, it's time to come on. We starting back next week. The first week might be a little slow because we're gonna get acclimated, but by the second week, we will be going hard every Tuesday through Wednesday, or th Tuesday through Thursday. Um, we have a field trip or two in there. Actually, one of our field trips that my students will be doing is the Taste the Waste event that's coming up. Um, and that is uh, really around food waste and repurposing food waste. I did uh, one last year with Finnegan's, Kim Bartman, and those guys. Um, and uh, we basically repurposed and made appetizers for like 300 people in like two hours. It was really like a challenge. Like it should have been on one of them chop shows or something, but my students did awesome. We were on time, everything was delicious. People raved about the food. So we're doing it again. That was at Finnegan, so we didn't even have a kitchen. We were doing it at a brewery. We had to build our own kitchen and use waste, like products that companies were going to throw away and then repurpose. We made some really awesome appetizers that day. Um, and so it's happening again. This time it's gonna be Thursday, February 7th at the Red Stag Supper Club, 5.30 to 7.30 p.m. There is tickets for sale. I believe it's $35. There's yeah. an Eventbrite and you can find that on my webpage. You can go to Eventbrite and just type taste the waste, all of that stuff. So check it out when you get a chance um, or don't whatever you want to do, right? But anyway, so that's going on. Um, and so my students are actually going to be participating in that as well. So it'll be a great experience for them. Um, and then also at St. Paul College, I'm actually offering my class, which is Healthy Roots, The Healing Power of Food. And then we go and delve into really how food heals and we actually talk about it and get into some other aspects of that. And then we cook together and it's a plant-based menu. Usually I think, this next class, we might have salmon on the menu. I'm changing that next time. But um, this one is specifically around why changing it, because I'm trying to just go all plant-based. But I did do that one. It's the brain. It's specifically around foods that help the brain. And the omega-3 fatty acids is is in the fish. And so that's good. But there's, like, other stuff in there. I'm not going to go into that. But there's other alternatives where you can get the same great nutrients. And so that's really what I want to focus on. Um, and so that's happening. Um, you can sign up as well for that if you please or not. I keep on doing that. I'm sorry. But you can learn more. You can learn more about the event on my Facebook page, Shell's Kitchen LLC. There is a link to the event on there, and you can get all the information you want. And there's, it's actually a series of events that are offered at St. Paul College as well as at the Health East Clinic out in Woodbury. I offer the same classes out there. And so there's a whole schedule on the page. Um, so that's one of the things. Martin Luther King Day is also coming up on, what is that, Monday the, what's that date? Monday, January 21st. And the Trailhead 
um, is having a big event out there. Shout out to Tiana Washington, who's just opening up the, the trailhead eatery out there. And so they're going to have like a big ski event. I believe it's all free. It's a family fun event. Everybody, um, you know, know about it. You can get more information somewhere. Check it out. It's, it's the Martin Luther King Day at the trailhead. You'll figure it out if you really want to go. But it's a cool, like, outdoor activities and stuff like that for the family, skiing and all that type of stuff. And, you know, some of us don't get out and do that type of stuff as much, but it's a great experience. And we live in Minnesota, so why not do something different, right? Um, other thing that's coming up is the Charlie Awards is coming up on the 27th, I believe. I was the, um, you know, recipient of the Community Hero Award last year. And now I get to... Yes, and I was invited to present the award to, to the recipients for this year. So that'll be cool. That's on the 27th. Charlie Awards, there's Google it. I don't know. You'll find out something about it out there. Um, and then some other stuff that's just kind of random going out there is um, I do have another class coming up uh, for people in the food industry who need to take their food managers certification. It's a license. It's a food safety certification that you need if you're going to be um, running a kitchen or working in or, you know, have your own food business or working at a management level in a food business. You need to have that food uh, safety certification and that class I'm teaching is on February 18th. You can find out more information on the Shell's Kitchen LLC Facebook page as well about that and all the details, um, but it's a great offering for um, food businesses that need it and the, the pricing is competitive and, you know, like affordable, comparative to other classes and, and whatnot. So that's happening. Also another resource for food businesses, I teach at, um, I teach at the neighborhood development center they have a food business well they have a full entrepreneurial training um, workshops and different resources ndc-mn.org find a lot of great resources for entrepreneurs on there and there's information on how you can sign up for their um, upcoming courses there's another one that's going to be happening in the spring for food businesses it's a great course to kind of really give you that foundational knowledge and there's like a work like a binder that you take home with a lot of information that's yours that can help you build your business plan um, as well and then once you get once you take that course and graduate you now um, have access to loans and different um, things through the neighborhood development center, technical assistance, uh, coaching and different things like that. And so it's a great resource for businesses. Um, so that's an awesome thing to check out. So yeah, lots of stuff. And then one little small last thing, snippet. little snippet is that I'm planning a food prep for life membership group so that we can start doing some food prep and, and, and really delving into that lifestyle piece. So more to come on that. And um, you can check out me. My website is lachellecunningham.com. You can check out the Facebook page. And um, I will also start to do some weekly tips and things like that around the Healthy Roots Institute as, as things start to, to build out. So yay. Thank you guys so much for listening to me. Yay. Gosh, I feel special enough to be just helping out in whatever possible way I can. You know, I'm behind the scenes kind of person, kind of sort of. Well, in in this instance, because this is her show, this is gonna be her show. You know, following mine and everything like that. I'm just gonna be like, hi. You know, I'll throw my voice in there every now and then. Anyway, oh my goodness, yeah, people. In there. Oh man, thank you. <laughs> taste it no <laughs> okay so here we are at the end of the show i want to thank you all so much 
thanks for just kind of like bearing with us us and everything as you know we were getting things going we did we kind of resolved some issues sort of um thank you all so much that have joined us on live um specifically miss nicole pacini thank you very much (laughs) thank you so much um and anyone else that had had an opportunity zena moses thank you zena you know you know i love you sister um, thank you again so much. Uh, at, you check me out uh, every week right here on Saturday at 10 a.m. Right here on WEQY. Until next time, people, we really do appreciate you. And as I end every show, I always encourage you never to let anyone tell you what type of food you to be because what? It is all about the food. And until next time, taste it. <laughs> Sit down with the unbougie food day.